the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Strengthen your tent stakes and be ready for exciting growth. Welcome to the program as we're joined today in studio by a very special guest. Some exciting news about some pretty significant um, strengthening of tent stakes going on at a ministry that's had a presence here in the San Francisco Bay Area for more than 70 years now, has impacted upwards of 8,000 lives directly through higher Christian education. And my goodness, the untold numbers of tens of hundreds of thousands of people whose lives have been impacted off of that, well, certainly only God in history will know the impact of the ministry of Golden Gate Theological Seminary, now Gateway Seminary. And joining me today in studio, is the director of the newly formed Fremont Campus, professor of historical theology at Gateway Seminary, Dr. Rick Durston. Doctor, great to see you again. It's good to see you, Craig. Thanks so much for having me in the studio. Lots of exciting things going on today, and I suppose most notably some people saying, wait a minute, new campus, uh, name change? Wow, what's going on here? I must have missed a memo. Uh, there have been some really exciting things going on at this institution that, as I mentioned, has had roots here in the San Francisco Bay Area for more than 70 years now, so there's a couple of good solid generations plus in there. That's correct. And now that strengthening of the tent stakes for expansion to include a brand new campus in Fremont and down south in Ontario. Tell us what's been going on. On April 1st, in fact, when the president began to share what was going to happen on April Fool's Day, I wondered if it was just a bad joke. (laughs) Uh, This was two years ago. The president said, Uh, obviously our trustees were in the know and our vice presidents that we had sold the campus and that we were looking to acquire a strategic property in Southern California and a strategic property in the East Bay uh, as Golden Gate moved its footprint slightly in California. We already had a campus in Southern California in Brea. He began to share this and to find out if we The faculty, the students would respond with unity, and that has been an amazing thing. I think sometimes when you make a strategic step, it's always risky. It always has bumps. It always has problems. But will the people go with you? And it has happened. We also thought that uh, will our our constituencies, the churches and our donors, will they step up and believe that God is in this too? And a about a month after this, our president gets a call, and uh, a donor says, we believe in what you're doing, and we want to fund you to help train church planters anywhere Golden Gate's at, now Gateway Seminary, and wrote a check. The president looked at it, and it was $750,000, and that, that kind of thing keeps happening. Uh, on the micro level, with faculty relocating and getting a house for the very first time, those kinds of things, uh, but the bigger stories are related to Uh, how we came to sell the property in Mill Valley because we were stymied. We tried two years to amend our master plan and spent $2 million and actually went backwards. And I do think sometimes when we're knocking on a door, 
it's not the door God wants us to go through, but we think we're just knocking hard enough. Meanwhile, somebody tapped us on the shoulder and said, would you consider selling your property? And it had to be for the right number and with no conditions uh, because it's just very difficult in Marin and perhaps other counties to get something through the Planning Commission. So uh, we uh, settled on $85 million. Uh, We found this property, another kind of miracle in Ontario where the president said, we looked and looked at buildings. Nothing was just right. And the president points at a building and says, that's the kind of building I want. Well, it wasn't for sale, but we owned it within two weeks. Mm. Uh, and we wanted to come to Fremont because it's, it's so central to the freeway system. It's on the BART line. A church calls us up out of the blue. We would like to give you property on Mission Boulevard in Fremont. No conditions whatsoever. So now we've broken ground in Fremont. And the construction is going forward as rapidly as the uh, contractors can deliver it. Uh, Two-story, beautiful, beautiful building on Mission Boulevard, which we're excited about that also. So the Fremont campus of Gateway Seminary will be here. Uh, We've already moved into the campus down in Ontario. And uh, we are holding on to a rent back in Mill Valley uh, until December when the Fremont campus will be ready to occupy and we can start classes in the spring of 2017. There's a lot of wonderful strategy that seems to have come together and and, and just perfectly aligned, but I get the sense that God has really been the driver of that strategy. To, To have a buyer come along, to be able to unload that prime real estate in Mill Valley and literally expand the ministry brand new facilities. And even the building in Ontario, I understand, is a bit of a miracle. That was something I understand that went up and that got stymied because of the 2009 economic downturn and literally sat there as a shell, almost as if God said, I've reserved this property for you. Exactly. Um, The building went into bankruptcy and was acquired. And so we got a great deal on a high-end business building that had never been finished on the inside. And so we spent uh, several millions of dollars to renovate it to be a state-of-the-art training place for uh, pastors, church planters, ministers. So when they walk in there, they're going to feel thrilled that God has called them to train at Gateway Seminary. Let's talk about the name change. For literally 70 years of the history of the ministry of Golden Gate Theological Seminary, uh, seem to reference your location. Mill Valley, literally overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge, and the, the, probably the most recognizable landmark in the world. And yet the name change seems to lead more toward the mission of this educational ministry in the sense of serving as a gateway to pastoral work, certainly missions work, a big emphasis in the educational programs within what now Gateway Seminary is doing. Uh, It is true. People all over the world, and especially in the United States, who want to work cross-culturally, multiculturally, they will come to the Bay Area because that's who we are. Uh, Virtually any people group you want to work on planet Earth or in the U.S., they live here. You can look it up in the Yellow Pages or Yelp it and find a restaurant. So I can taste what that culture is like uh, here in Fremont. Uh, the, the flea markets that's here, any Middle Eastern nation in the world, you can go there and find your people. And so to have uh, this campus really is the next step, the next generation of Golden Gate's mission. You know, sometimes we start our mission and 
we're a little myopic. It's a little smaller than what God plans for. And he said, look up higher. You know, claim, claim the nations. And I think that the move from Golden Gate, so, you know, Golden Gate has six campuses. We have five physical campuses and one online. And when you answer the phone in Denver, Colorado, and say Golden Gate Seminary, it doesn't quite connect that, that well. Uh, and we want to be a gateway to anywhere God is calling somebody to train or calling someone to go. And we're very excited about uh, the possibilities. By the way, for the last two years, somebody had renamed our critical PR piece, public relations piece, and it was called a Gateway Magazine. So God has been ahead of us all the steps. <laughs> Indeed. We're just trying to catch up with him. I, a friend of mine says, you know, we don't take Jesus to anybody. Jesus takes us to people he's already working with. And that's just what's happened at Gateway Seminary. Was it strategic also, Dr. Durst, in terms of maintaining a presence here in the San Francisco Bay Area? And I ask that question because we know that many notable Christian schools and universities have left the Bay Area. Now, uh, not to cast any aspersions, they deal with the high cost of living here, the expenses of operating any kind of institute here in the Bay Area is just outrageous. And so the desire to want to move to greener, cheaper pastures is certainly a logical one. And yet I have to wonder, as you speak to the representation of the globe right here in the San Francisco Bay Area, where you can have a student come through the doors, sit through the program at Gateway, and then get some real-world mission field experience, not halfway across the world that requires an airplane flight and a passport, but literally down the street. There's got to be something very strategic to that approach to maintaining the presence of a campus here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Part of the vision of our presidents, I've I've been at Golden Gate for 25 years now, so I've sat under a number of presidents, and the vision has always been to put the training as close to the person who's called as possible. So they don't have to disrupt their ministry. They can energize it, polish it, strengthen it by training at Golden Gate. You know, typically we think about get your training and then start the ministry. Well, really, many of the students that God is calling to Golden Gate, it's the other way around. They've started their ministry, and now they realize the need for additional uh, strategies, education, to get sounder in the Old Testament, the New Testament, theology, church history, and that's why they seek, uh, seek out Gateway Seminary. Now, the cost of living faithfully for Christ is going up. Many of us are facing increasing hostility as we share the gospel. However, it's the nature of the gospel that it gets better lift when it's shared in the wind of hostility. Mm -hmm. And the same for the seminary. But God steps up and picks up the check. Uh, I remember sitting with a Chinese pastor, much senior, really respected, and I didn't know how, how you get the check, you know. And I reached out for the check. And he grabbed it and said, I'll pick up the check. And I thought about the words of the Lord, you know, uh, vengeance is mine. I'll pick up the check, so to speak. Well, God's picked up the check for us at Gateway, and we're so grateful. It's not anything we've done. It's his plan. It's his supply. But we are some word less than unfaithful if we don't step into that and keep stepping and keep trusting and keep persevering even when wrinkles and troubles happen. 
Dr. Rick Durst is with us today in studio. He is, by the way, the director of the new Fremont campus of now Gateway Seminary, and uh, we are delighted to hear the good news of what God is doing and the growth of this ministry, uh, not only here in Northern California, but the brand new campus facilities in Southern California as well. And of course, there is a global footprint of this ministry in terms of the online learning. We'll talk a bit about that in a moment. Right now, we'll take a brief time out, come back to more of the conversation right after this. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to the conversation. We're visiting today with Dr. Rick Durst. He is the director of the newly formed Fremont campus of Gateway Seminary. You say Gateway Seminary. That, that doesn't ring a bell. How about Golden Gate Theological Seminary? Oh, that should ring a lot of bells. A ministry that's had deep roots here in the Bay Area for more than 70 years now. More than 8,000 students have matriculated through the campus doors there and gone into the mission field, be it here in America or overseas. And of course, that great, rich theological heritage will continue now with a brand new campus in Fremont, brand new facilities in Ontario. And we were just mentioning before the break, Dr. Durst, the fact that part of the vision here is to give students practical in-field ministry application. And traditionally, it's been come, learn by the book, and then go and be sent and discover in the missions field what real ministry is like. This is a unique environment, isn't it, particularly for the presence of Gateway here, in that the missions field is not a plane ride. It's literally out your back door. Every potential culture, language, people group that exists anywhere on the planet is represented right here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I think what in particular excites me about the ministry, the educational ministry, of Gateway Seminary is the fact that not only are you equipping students to serve in the real-world environment that benefits us here locally in terms of impacting the Bay Region with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that practical application of going into all the world, Samaria, Judea, the uttermost parts of the earth. There's probably nowhere else on planet Earth where Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth are virtually the same thing. Absolutely. When I think about the location in Fremont and just start looking around, knowing what ethnic groups are uh, located with some intensity in different places, and also the fact that we're, we're in the Silicon Valley and what's happening in Google and Facebook and all of those companies that are changing the world's culture. And to embrace that with theological education and biblical interpretation – That's the right mix uh, for students to be shaped and transformed. And one of the things I really like about Gateway Seminary is sometimes uh, Christianity can be steeped in tradition and which the traditions of the faith and the truth of the doctrine, that that doesn't need to change. But methods always need to be changing. And – but sometimes we elevate methods almost to idolatry. But at Gateway Seminary – you are expected to try new things and not succeed always. You know, it's, it's almost as if in the classroom, what have you failed at lately? Because you tried something new, and it doesn't always go well. Or how could you tweak that? How could you do that? And the faculty that are, are um, in, in the classes, they're real-world practitioners. In fact, I used to think the only way you could come on the seminary's faculty is by having literally 10 to 20 years in the international field. Mm. And many of our faculty have serious um, – pastoral ministry experience, but plus some have lots of international experience. Uh, 
uh, our professor of counseling. Uh, she was there when Serbo-Croatian War broke out, and she and her husband were delivering counseling and Christian truth and pastoral care, and they bring that into the classroom. What could be better? Beyond the practical application, there's another point that I want to underscore here. We've seen an alarming paradigm shift take place in higher education, not only secular higher education in America, but even in theological training, that has embraced not new methodologies, but new theologies that depart from historical, biblical Christian teaching. And I think, in particular, what's exciting about the presence and the impact of Gateway here in the San Francisco Bay Area is that while you embrace, as you suggest, Dr. Durst, new innovation, new thoughts, new ideas to disseminate the gospel, to impact lives for Christ. And let's face it, we should always be doing things like that. I mean, who would have looked at radio 80 years ago and said this can't possibly be a tool for the gospel, where today it's considered to be a normative part of the overall tools that are available to us in sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ or or growing in in one's discipleship in, in relationship with the Lord. But the fact that Gateway is dedicated to the fundamental historical Christian pillars of truth, I think is particularly exciting because we've seen this trend take place in many other ways where all of a sudden the New Ageism begins to creep into theological teaching and we're embracing pluralism and things of this sort. We end up watering down the effectiveness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that has not at all been the case of the theological approach by Gateway. Uh, Gateway Seminary is uh, an educational enterprise of the Southern Baptist Convention. So people know what we stand for in terms of, as you suggested, uh, we are committed to uh, the, the infallibility and inerrancy of Scripture. We are committed to um, the, uh, the historic faith, uh, the Nicene Creed, and so forth. Uh, and we really believe that God shows his power in faithfulness to Scripture and the gospel. And my job as a faculty member is to acquaint the students with the spectrum of what's taught and what has been taught in church history, but then show them how we are faithful in this context with the scriptures, from the scriptures, in order to address the issues. Um, uh, For instance, in uh, about 1952, when the Revised Standard Version came out, it changed a number of things from the King James Version. One of the things it changed was 1 John 5, 7, and 8, uh, which was, in the King James Version, a, an explicit reference to the Trinity. These three, Father, Son, and Spirit, are one. Well, that isn't in the oldest biblical manuscripts. So immediately, um, Muslim apologists began to say, Christians have taken the Trinity out of the Bible. And so consequently, there's that... that, that uh, tension. Tension, yeah. When, how do I answer that? Well... Uh, Part of my research and other faculty's research is to look in the New Testament. There are 75 references to the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, or Spirit, Son, Father, in one of those three orders in the New Testament. So it's not our fault we believe the Trinity. It's what the Scripture says. If you take the Scripture seriously, you're going to believe what the ancient faith is with reference to the one God who is Father, Son, and Spirit. And that's just an example of how we do things at uh, Gateway Seminary. Uh, to, to train the students to be effective in training others 
and their leaders in the churches to do the work of ministry in the Bay Area and beyond. And to be able to address those kinds of questions, to to have a strong, biblically-based apologia that can go to the heart of the questions that will be raised by not only other cultures and other peoples and seekers, but also people that come from other religious viewpoints that wish to engage in debate. At the end of the day, um, Christian apologetics is really not about trying to win a debate, but it's about disseminating truth in love that can effectively change lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yesterday, a Muslim had asked a person who's sharing the gospel here in the Bay Area— and had asked her, what about the Crusades? And I said, well, I'm going to give you an answer. I'm not sure it's the one you want to use because it's too argumentative. But Laman Sana, who taught missions at Yale University, he's a Muslim background believer. Um, He said, look, Christians did commit these Crusades, and we've been apologizing for a 1,000 years. Muslims are still committing Crusades, and they have never, ever apologized. What's up with that? How come there's no apology of it? I said, well, you could give that answer, and it may rock them back a bit. But maybe a better way of coming at that is to say, what is it in the nature of Christianity that when we make a mistake, we want to honor God by honestly acknowledging that and humbling ourselves? Why is it when Islamic leadership makes a mistake? Where is the place of repentance in that? And what is the difference? Uh, You may be aware of this. There's a new wind blowing in Islam. And because of the um, jihadist, fundamentalist uh, movement that's causing death, mostly against Muslims, but touching everybody in the world, many Muslims are saying, this is not working for me anymore. I need to find something else, and they are coming to Christ. Now, with persecution— But there is a new wind blowing across the Middle East, and more Muslims are coming to Christ now than ever. Well, and the concept of a personal relationship with the very God himself, who is in the business of not retribution but reconciliation, has got to excite somebody when that truth is quickened to their heart by the Holy Spirit. We're going to take a brief time out, come back to more of our conversation. If you've just joined us, Dr. Rick Durst is with us today in studio. He is the Fremont Campus Director of Gateway Seminary, formerly known as Golden Gate Theological Seminary. Lots of exciting things going on with the expansion to a brand new campus centrally located in the San Francisco Bay Area that really is literally 45 minutes driving time from no matter where you live in the San Francisco Bay region. And of course, there's also a a brand new campus that has been established down in Ontario. There's an online outreach as well of education that we'll talk a bit about when we come back to more of our conversation with Dr. Rick Durst from Gateway Seminary. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to the conversation. Dr. Rick Durst is with us today from Gateway Seminary, formerly known as Golden Gate Theological Seminary, located for, my goodness, more than 70 years in a beautiful campus in Marin County in Mill Valley. And now, uh, with the recent sale of that campus, moving to a brand new facility in Fremont, centrally located for anybody 
in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's also allowed construction of a new facility in Ontario. And as we talk about the the breadth and depth of the educational course offerings um, through Gateway Seminary, just walk us through, if you would, Dr. Forfos, that are maybe not familiar with uh, the ministry opportunity, the educational ministry opportunity is here. Give us kind of a, a brief thumbnail look at the ministry of Gateway. Well, those of you that know theological education, you know that the bread and butter degree is the Master of Divinity. It's a three-year degree that is anchored in Bible, Old and New Testaments, hermeneutics, how do you interpret the scriptures, church history, theology, and then practical courses in pastoral care, missions, evangelism, uh, and so forth. And there's a uh, field education component in there in order to complete the degree program. So that's a three-year degree program. We have a, a, a scaled-down version. Some people call it MDiv Light, but it's the Master of Theological Studies. So if you just take the core of the MDiv, excluding the biblical languages, Greek and Hebrew, that's what the MTS is, Masters of Theological Studies. But also others are field called to discipleship education. So we have a Masters of Art and Educational Leadership. Now those are that's a two-year degree. The Master of Theological Studies is also a two-year degree. Now, all of those programs will be offered at the uh, Fremont campus. Uh, all of the courses for the MDiv are offered every year. Uh, just yesterday, I said to some uh, friends at church, um, you can drop in on any of my classes anytime. I'd just like you to see what it's like. You can audit classes. There are specific certificate programs that you could take in youth ministry, um, in Bible teaching program. So there are subsets of one of those degree programs. So you can wade in as deep as you think your schedule will allow. One of the things, too, in terms of people with busy schedules, that's always a challenge to trying to accommodate if you're in full-time ministry and looking to expand your education or working full-time and looking to to get the education to move into full-time ministry, and that is online learning. And and you have a a depth of knowledge about this because you, in fact, began um, Gateway's online educational track. Tell us a bit about that. Um, Well, let me say first, those of you who are listening and your pastor, your minister needs theological education. It's a big sacrifice to pursue education. You have to give up something to get something. Please encourage them to do it and support them in doing it. Even pay for it. Get them to have that education. They will have more tools in their toolbox to solve ministry issues if you will let them prepare and get a really sharp axe. Uh, they'll, they'll be the better for it and bless you for it all their lives. And the kingdom will grow and prosper that way. Now, I was the vice president of academic affairs at Golden Gate, been there for 11 years, and I realized we have got to develop an online program. Went to the president and said, I said, basically, you got to have somebody that's passionate about it and think you can really deliver high-level theological education online. And so 30 days later, he called me back. I've been praying about this. And he said, Rick, I think you should do it. Uh, will you develop the online program? So I stepped down and spent seven years developing the online program. Honestly, it's an all-volunteer army. The faculty, not that they're doing it for free, but they said, I want to do it. I want to do it. And the ones that are doing it are saying, what my students learn online is not less than what they learn in the classroom. And they kind of would like, it's like they've become addicted. They want to just teach online. So Golden Gate does it with a little more I'll say hands-on, but the faculty are very involved. It's not just give you assignment of reading and take a test and then you're done. There's interaction, there's videos, all kinds of tools uh, that happen with that. So at the Gateway Seminary, 
I've organized the schedule, so if you could give us just your Monday, uh, late morning, noon, and night, you can get that Master of Divinity or the other, any of the other degree programs in four years. We also have night classes, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. Now, as we grow, we can add more to that schedule. But any time that you can't get the class you need because of your schedule, all of these courses are offered on online every year. So you can plug one of those in. So if you're uh, a student at Gateway Seminary, you can take it in any of those formats as you need. And we have, say, myself, for instance, we have other academic advisors who can help you sort through the schedule to come up with the best plan that will work for you. Now, I got my Ph.D. in historical theology with the vision I wanted to build a bridge between my church in Vallejo and the seminary and between the seminary and my church, and it worked out fantastic. So I would encourage you, don't come to seminary by yourself. Bring your church with you and bring the seminary to your church. Well, and listen, at the end of the day, uh, church as the body of Christ, better equipped, will become more effective for the sake of the gospel of the kingdom. And one of the issues that, that always troubles me is that there is there is such a a body of evidence to suggest that there is tremendous degree of theological ignorance, uh, biblical illiteracy out there, and that's not just within the folks that sit in the pews. We hear oftentimes stories that are in the newspapers all the time about heresy that's being taught from the pulpit. The deeper the education in God's Word, the truer that we will be through the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and ultimately the more effective we can be. In a day and an age when there is so many competing theological viewpoints that are extra-biblical, to know that there is an institute that's available right here in the Bay Area, not only for direct in-class learning, but the the miracle of the Internet and the convenience that it can provide. And I've heard some students say that they even feel like as if they get a more intimate, deeper education because of the impact of the online learning, because you don't have the distractions that are there that you wouldn't maybe in a normal classroom setting? Well, the introverts have an advantage online. Oh, yes, they do, don't they? (laughs) And the other thing, too, is to be able to go deeper in the sense that we, we, we extract from the equation now all of the commuting time that's involved. Exactly. And that if that commuting time can be now put to a better use, like more time studying, Imagine the depth of the impact of that. So there really is are, are multifaceted advantages here, aren't there? Yeah, online education is not easier. It just puts it right on your desk, and you have to be very self-disciplined to keep up with it. As we do at a Gateway, you have assignments that are due every week, and then it all switches over to the next week. So you have to keep up, but it's designed by the faculty so that this curriculum shapes you up, and you should grow theologically and I'll say pastorally, as you go through that class, and you'll see it happen. You'll see new muscles uh, spiritually where they weren't there before. Do you see a lot of um, students also enrolling that perhaps have uh, been career in ministry and would like a little bit of a refresher course or would like to maybe go deeper in their understanding just to improve their pulpit ministry or maybe God's calling them to a shift in direction they're going to move from, um, from the pulpit into the mission field? Yes, I love that when that happens. Uh, I love having experienced people in the classroom because sometimes students that are younger, 
don't have enough life experience to say, well, when am I ever going to use that? And, oh, I'll answer that one. I'll answer that one. And I, I just back away then and let those experienced people speak to that issue. And the class just sort of binds together as a real community of learning. Um, in 2018, uh, we will host our first doctorate of ministry track. So those of you that are ready for, to move beyond your theological degree in hand now to something doctoral, uh, one of my friends who went through the doctoral program at Gateway Seminary, he said, before I entered this program, I was tired and just enduring my ministry. But now I'm leaving it, enjoying it. Mm. So if you'd like to restore the joy and get additional tools, sharpen yourself so you can sharpen your people, I encourage you to, to pursue that and look at it very carefully. Well, you know, it's biblical. We're, we're told to study to show ourselves approved, and I don't think you you – ever cease that experience. There's nothing in Scripture that says, and once you're ordained, you may stop. Or once you have your MDiv, you may stop. No. Yeah. It says study to show yourself approved. That's and so, a lifelong learning. Absolutely so. And of course, what a delight to know that part of that lifelong learning can be right here in the San Francisco Bay Area with really the expansion of Golden Gate Theological Seminary, now known as Gateway Seminary. Um, campus opening here in 2017. Uh, in Fremont. Of course, you continue to use facilities there in Mill Valley, brand new facility down in Ontario. And for folks that would like to get more information, either about the online educational track or about attending classes either at the existing campus or, or most notably at the new Fremont campus, what's the best way to reach you? Just give us a call. Or you can go online at gs.edu. Much easier to remember than ggbts.edu gs.edu, and you can make connection, you can get information, uh, you can actually even make an application there. By the way, the uh, vice president of uh, student services told me you can still apply and still start classes at, at Gateway Seminary this fall, and they'll even waive the application fee, so it's a sale. Fantastic. We'll take advantage of the opportunity. And again, uh, you can go online to get more information at GS. Just think of Gateway Seminary, gs.edu. That's gs.edu. Or you can call toll free 888 442 8700. That's 888 442 8700. Or again, online at gs.edu. I imagine there's going to be an exciting open house coming up uh, in 2017 as well. Yes, we're, we're starting to prepare for that already. Excellent. We'll look forward to that. I'll be looking for my invitation. Hey, thanks to uh, Dr. Rick Dearest for being with us in studio today, director of the new Fremont campus. And uh, we've got to get you back to talk about one of your books, too, here. Reese. Love to uh, do it. In fact, I've got the latest sitting on the counter in front of me on Reordering the Trinity, Six Movements of God in the New Testament. So we'll make an appointment for that, too. Dr. Rick Dearest from Gateway Seminary, thanks so much for your time. And again, information available on the web at gs.edu. That's gs.edu, or call toll-free, 888-442-8700. 888-442-8700. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. As daunting as it is intimidating, home financing, and whether you're a first-time home buyer, investor, or simply looking to refi and save some money, having an experienced mortgage expert in your corner guiding you through the process can not only save you money in the long run, but save you lots of frustration as well. Joining me now is the president and founder of Purpose Funding, Andy Steich. Andy, great to have you on the program. Oh, thanks a lot. Glad to be here. 
Boy, your industry of any out there has gone through the most changes over the course of the last almost decade now uh, since some of the craziness back in the uh, 2000s, the early 2000s with the fog up a mirror, you get alone days. And, of course, I guess with this, not only a greater degree of stability, but also for investors or first-time home buyers, the, the process in some respects is much clearer today than it was back in the old days. Yeah, it's interesting to uh, during those times how a lot of folks decided to exit the business. It kind of cleared the way. Um, so it, it cleaned out the business quite a bit, and it left it more for the professionals, which is a good thing. There was a lot of regulation that was put into place uh, that required a lot more studying, a lot more understanding of what was happening in the industry. So I believe it's it's raised the bar quite a bit. Um, and, you know, the opportunities are certainly there if you can find the right person to do business with. Let's talk a bit about some of the opportunities in terms of uh, this incredible season that we've been through here. I, I don't think I know of any other period in history where we've seen home loans as low as they have been for as long as they have been. And yet, remarkably, there are some folks out there that still have some of these old adjustable rate mortgages that go back quite a number of years, or maybe they found for a season their home underwater, so they wanted to leave everything just exactly as it was. And certainly here, in Northern California, real estate values have not only returned to the pre-2007-2008 values, but in some respects are even higher today than they were back then. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, it's one of the biggest opportunities. I think everyone was affected by what happened in 2007-2008, not just uh, the home values, but they were affected um, income-wise and credit-wise. So it's taken some time for people to repair their credit, get back to a place where they could qualify for a loan or qualify for the best loan. So we see a lot of that, as well as we're seeing people that their house have been sitting and they haven't really had the equity or the finances to do normal repairs that they would or improvements. So now with the equity on the rise, um, there's opportunities for people to uh, get rid of some of their high debt credit cards, do some of those home improvements that they've been putting off for all this time, and and doing just some of the regular maintenance that they would do regularly uh, if they wouldn't have been impacted by that by the recession. So here's an opportunity to maybe do some refinancing, take a little bit of money out to address those uh, deferred repairs, things of that sort, as well as the opportunity to save some money. Yeah, absolutely. On average, we're seeing uh, around $750 per client, uh, savings-wise, per month, which is, it's, it's wild to even say it. It's such a big number. But people will buy a car and they'll, they'll run up some credit card debt over the holidays or for different reasons. They have a child that's going into college. There'll be unforeseen expenses and some that they know are coming. But the way that their debt is positioned and the way that the loans are amortized by putting it into a 30-year fix or into their mortgage, they can save huge amounts of money on that debt. And that's one of the things that we do right away is we, we want to do a review of your finances and see 
is there a better way to position this to save you money? And certainly that kind of consolidation, as you suggest, not only makes it a lot easier for the consumer, but at the end of the day, who wants to pay your credit card company uh, 17, 18, 25 percent <laughs> in, in interest rates every year when you can make all of those payments go away, roll it into a refi, save some money on your monthly mortgage payments, and as you suggest, perhaps take a little money out to deal with things like a child's education or dealing with some of those repairs. One of the other things that you offer, in addition to conventional finance and refi, is also helping provide funding for investors. And certainly now, if this is ever a so-called renter's market, this is it. Very attractive time right now for people that are looking to get into investment property, even as large as uh, multi-dwelling units, might be uh, perhaps a small apartment building with up to four units or maybe a duplex. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of that going on right now as people are trying to uh, pull money from the market. The the Dow being at you know highest numbers it's ever been at, so they're thinking of diversifying and maybe changing their portfolio up a little bit and getting a piece of property to put in there, an additional piece of property, and also this the regular investor who buys and and flips homes or or, you know, fixes them up and puts them back on the market or keeps them as rentals. All those opportunities we're starting to see with the new administration in place that loan guidelines are starting to loosen up a little bit. We went through a period of almost 10 years where it's very difficult to get a loan, especially for investors. And, you know, in Northern California, we need loans in the jumbo range, which is anything over 625000 So... Though as those loans start coming back in the market, it just creates a lot more opportunity for people that you've just spoken about. And of course, you're able to do funding throughout the entire state. So if folks say, gee, maybe um, an investment property in the Bay Area might be a little bit pricey, but there are other markets that are beginning to uh, enjoy a resurgence in values. And so you can essentially help folks anywhere in the state, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we cover all of California. And uh, we are just reaching out into other states selectively right now. Let's talk about issues, too, when it comes to folks reaching retirement age. Um, it, it's not uncommon for people to um, get to retirement and say, my goodness, uh, we've got some money in the bank and a 401k. Uh, we're, we're secure financially in a lot of respects, but we'd like to have a little bit more cash to do something special, be it that big world cruise, or maybe you want to make sure that there's um, a lot of cash that you can leave as a financial legacy to your children. And you look at the house you live in and say, this is an awful expensive collection of two-by-fours. <laughs> mm-hmm. And maybe we should consider getting a little bit creative, not to necessarily sell the home per se, but to consider the financial benefits of a reverse mortgage. And while certainly, Andy, it's not for everyone, there, there is a certain group of people out there for whom a reverse mortgage can really provide a tremendous amount of financial freedom, can't it? Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, it's. I waited a, a little while to get into reverse mortgages just because I heard all the information that everyone was saying. And, and my mom is of that age, and she talked to me about getting it, and my first response was no, no, no. I looked further into it, and her situation is one that you just mentioned. So she has some money put away for retirement, but the implications of accessing that money tax-wise are ridiculous. 
So she doesn't want to tap into that money, so she struggles each month. And so we looked really closely at the reverse mortgage because if you borrow, if you do it that way and you borrow money on the loan, you obviously don't, there's no tax implications from that, not at the same degree anyways. So, you know, I, it is for a very specific person, a specific scenario. We're not a company that's going to go, oh, you're 62 and you have some equity, let's do a reverse mortgage. No way. Um, we're going to look at it. We're going to prayerfully consider whether or not this is the right thing for you. And then we'll move forward with, with people that I, for the right person, it's a great avenue. In many respects, Andy, that's kind of the, the watchword of the way purpose funding does business. In other words, it's not one size, one loan fits all. You really take a look at the unique financial circumstances of every individual and try to come up with a loan that's going to be ideal for their circumstances all the way around, both in terms of income, tax considerations, the whole bit, don't you? hundred uh, percent. When I first got into this business, or when I first, when I actually first started purpose funding, it's interesting because someone was asking me what our mission statement was, and it all it all stems from that very first thought of if this was my loan, if this was my mom's loan, what would I do? Knowing what I know, what would I do? That's how I try to treat every customer. It's what I emphasize for the whole sales team. This is how we do business here. Because I think it's very important to approach this business that has a reputation in a certain way. And if we do it that way, we're, we're going to be fine through no matter what happens to the economy, no matter what happens in any environment. And it's served true for me in my, my whole career. And, and certainly, as I suggested in my opening remarks, um, anybody who has been through it before or knows someone who has knows that the whole process can be daunting and intimidating. And so having an expert on your side that will walk you through the process and, most importantly, make sure that it's the right fit, the right loan for you, is critically important. It's all the difference that purpose funding makes. Get more information, by the way. You can go online to purposefunding.com. That's purposefunding.com. And I guess, Andy, for most folks, they can easily just pick up the phone and say, hey, here's what my loan is today. This is the amount of interest I'm paying. This is how much is, is owed. And maybe in just a couple of minutes on the phone, you can give a lot of folks guidance as to whether or not it makes sense for them to consider a refi. You know, it's interesting. I would always encourage people to call because that's going to be the, the quickest way to get answers. Um, you know, I've had many people, when I tell them, you know what, it's not a good idea for you to do a refinance. They're a little bit shocked because I, don't, I, I think everyone that they've spoken to has tried to talk them into doing a loan. And if it's just not right, I think the important thing is to know that, find out what are the steps I need to do to get to where it would be right, um, does it make sense for me to do this or do that? I think that guidance and just talking to somebody that has experience and can lay out the different options for you and then encourage you in what options they feel is the best, I think it's, it's super important. And to get more information, you can call toll-free 877-922-FUND. That's 877-922-3863. And uh, we encourage you to give a call, whether you're looking to buy a home for the first time, maybe enter into some investment property, or simply refinance, save some money, take a little bit of money out, pay down some bills, and maybe take care of some of those deferred maintenance issues on the house 
Andy Stike at Purpose Funding is there to help you. Again, toll free at 877-922-FUND. That's 877-922-3863. You can also find them on the web at purposefunding.com. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Media Group. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.